Good afternoon. Welcome in. I am Gabe DeArmond to the Tuesday Tiger Recruiting Show on PowerMizzou.com. We call it that because we do it every Tuesday, and it seemed to me to be the best uh, the best day to do the Tuesday Tiger Recruiting Show. Uh, but, you know, that's just me. You're welcome to uh, suggest a new name if you have one. Um, might not be the longest show today for a couple reasons. i uh, got a lot of stuff to do, a lot of Eli Drinkwood's press conference this afternoon. And also, there's not a ton of Mizzou recruiting news, but we are going to uh, do our best. Hopefully, you guys have some questions and can uh, provide us a little bit of material here. I tell you who will never short you on time and uh, and never just tell you he doesn't really feel like doing it is Brandon Barnes, who is uh, over at USA Mortgage here in Columbia, Missouri. He's got great rates. He's got great customer service. You can get in touch with Brandon a number of different ways. His email address is bbarnes at usa-mortgage.com. You can go to showmemortgage.com and get an estimate online. He's also got two phone numbers, 573-818-2772 and 573-590-0001. If you're not good at listening or you're not good at remembering either of those things, they will be on the screen on that little blue graphic throughout this show. So we certainly encourage you to get in touch with Brandon. We now are going to get in touch with Sean Williams, who is our recruiting editor, um, wearer of many hats, and uh, here to talk with us every Tuesday about Mizzou recruiting. And uh, I don't know, Sean, like what's going on, man? Not a lot. It's pretty quiet, but you were uh, saying about somebody that doesn't – takes a takes a quality time i'm like hey that's not gonna be me i'm glad it was brandon instead so <laughs> yeah no I I, <laughs> i'm gonna short i'm gonna short you on time whenever possible so perfect um i don't know gabe it's, it's pretty quiet right now obviously missouri's you know uh looking and extending offers to some 20 new 2022 kids mm-hmm. i don't you know and whether they come to visit or not i mean i think it's a little bit too early to tell you know uh I, i've been talking to that christian harrison uh kid he's a db out of uh georgia i think and and um you know i i don't think he's like highly interested in missouri i think he just took a visit to florida and, and things like that so it's it's really just a lot of uh new stuff i mean we talked to that curly thomas kid from uh, the defensive end from texas recently we put that on the chamber um he de- he says he wants to come visit in december but he's also picking up new offers too so he's currently committed to cal uh, but uh, he's definitely interested in Missouri. He's got some family in Kansas City, so that that visit can materialize. But really, it's kind of one of those things where Missouri is looking at other 2022 kids right now. They're going to offer some new kids. Whether that interest blossoms into a you know a visit uh, remains to be seen. And I think a lot of visits are going to probably be start, probably happen with those kids in December. They're going to kind of decide where they want to go. And uh, I think we'll see. I think that'll be kind of the uh, more busy time after the season's over, in, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and most of those offers that I've seen for this year are going out to either running backs or defensive backs. Is that a little bit of defensive line, but but it seems to me more mm-hmm. like running backs and secondary? Yeah, secondary. Uh, so, some D-line. And I uh, saw a new running back offer with uh, Andrew Paul recently, uh, um, uh, another kid out of Texas. I know the – DeAnthony Gadsons, the other kid from Texas that they they offered in terms of taking the second running back. He was formerly committed to USC. Andrew Paul kid just run for 400 yards. Um, so you know that I guess that gets Missouri fans excited. But you know, uh, I I bet it got um, his coach excited. 
<laughs> I bet so too. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of we'll kind of see where that goes. I mean, you know, Paul's kind of one of those guys. Like, yeah, I'm I'm interested in Missouri, but you know, in, in terms of visit dates and things like that, he's like, hey, I'm I'm you know, I'll figure it out. You know, it didn't seem like he's got anything set in stone, and that's kind of the way it's going to go with a lot of these kids. You know, I mean, just because they got offered doesn't mean they're necessarily going to come visit. That might materialize in the next few weeks in terms of setting up dates and things like that, which might not happen until December. So. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's kind of start here. I mean, we already started, but let's uh, let's secondarily let's restart on some actual good news today. Um, Blair Sanderson from our Iowa site talked to Armand Mimbo, the uh, the offensive lineman out of Lee Summit and. Mimbo told him, quote, Iowa is a really good school, but after thinking about it, I want to stay home and play at Missouri. So that is a, like, that's not a, you know, we'll see how it goes. That's a, yeah, I'm not going to decommit. I'm I'm sticking with Missouri. And, and I'm sure you'll follow up with Armand at some point, you know, and, and get a little further comments. But um, at this point, it doesn't sound like there's anything to worry about there. Yeah, that's a pretty firm statement by him. I mean, uh, you know, because obviously he went up there to Iowa with uh, with, uh, with Caden Green, Green, and, you know, he got that offer, you know, after that visit or maybe during that visit. And, you know, he told us, he's like, hey, I'd like to maybe explore that option, um, you know, and uh, kind of maybe go on an official visit there eventually. But that obviously doesn't seem like that's going to materialize. Like I said, that's a kind of a strong statement. And we, and we go back to the domino effect of, uh, Caden Green's his teammate, you know, and uh, he's one of the top uh, top recruits in the 2023 class. Obviously, monster offensive lineman. A lot of people want him. Um, you know, Georgia, Oklahoma, all those top schools. So, uh, you know, Missouri is going to be in a fight for him. But to have his teammates still be solid to Missouri and have have that connection there, I mean, that's going to that's going to be another huge factor for Missouri in terms of him in 2023 class. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's big for Missouri, and you know. Uh, whenever I talked to Mimbo in person at the rivals camp, um, I think, I think he'd been committed for a little bit, but he just like, Hey, you know, it's a chance to be close to home and play, play, uh, you know, my parents can come watch me play every home game, you know? So, I mean, I think that was kind of appealing to him and uh, apparently that still remains the case. Yeah. And look, I, I understand that, especially in recruiting, Every tidbit that's out there, every social media header that's changed, everything is is a reason to react and overreact. But even when this initially came out, I thought, hey, the kid's excited about an Iowa offer. I mean, he saw a hell of a game up there, right. but he just never struck me as a guy that was seriously going to look around. I mean, he was very all in on Missouri at the time of the commitment. He didn't really look anywhere else. He's one of those kids that Every time we've reached out to him, he's gotten back to us with an answer, even if it was a question that, like most kids, don't answer. It, it, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of said right off the bat, like, look, yeah, I guess it's possible, but unless he takes an actual official visit to Iowa, I just never saw any reason to to be overly concerned about that one. Yeah, I think it was just a situation where maybe they said, hey, you know, Hey, Caden Green, bring your bring your uh, offensive lineman friend in the 2022 class up there with you. You know, we'll we'll check him out. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll offer him. You know, and hey, look, you get a chance to go watch a good game. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. And you know, like I, even after they offered him, you know, our mom was pretty pretty upfront with us. You know, he said, hey, look, it's an option. It was nice up there. I might explore that option, you know, and, and maybe take an official visit. But obviously, he's kind of thought things over and it's like, hey, I'm just going to stick to Missouri. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, kids, you, you dangle a carrot to go watch a game, a good game up there with uh, 
with one of your teammates that's like one of the highly touted 2023 prospects, yeah. hey, why not go? And, you know, hey, if they offer you, cool. Uh, that's another option for you. But uh, I think, yeah, I mean, staying home is going to be kind of always, yeah. that's going to be tough, tough sell for him. And, it, like, I'm not going to say that it had no effect that Iowa has kind of disappeared here in the last two weeks. I mean, they, they, you know, they've they've been – handled by both Purdue and Wisconsin. They're no longer in the national title race, all that. I'm not going to say that's zero factor, but I don't think it's nearly as simple as, hey, he he was real interested in 6-0 and Iowa, but he's not interested in 6-2 and Iowa. I just I just don't think that's it. Because if it's if he's not interested in 6-2 and Iowa, then why is he interested in 4-4 four and four Missouri? That You know, that that's not, I think – nearly as big a factor for a lot of kids as everybody wants to make it out to be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people take those records into consideration and things like that. And obviously, you know, Iowa, they, they were, at the time, uh, they were hot. You know, they were 6-0, and and now they've kind of dipped back a little bit. So it just goes to show you that every team's kind of got their flaws, you know. So uh, what's the most convenient flawed team you can go to? Missouri right now, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Almost everybody's flawed, you know, in, in the country in college football, uh, except maybe the team Missouri plays this week. And actually, like, they're flawed, but they're just yeah. so good on the other side of the ball. I it, Nobody notices the flaws, in the, and I'm not sure they matter. So uh, let's get to yeah. uh, let's get to some of the questions we've got here. Um, the Magic Man wants to know, has Travion Ford played this year, and how does Mizzou stand with running back Andrew Paul? I can answer the first one. He played 14 snaps against SEMO. That's been it. Travion Ford is clearly headed for a red shirt this year, which is not a surprise. I mean, I saw him in person in fall camp. He he needs a year in the weight room to to play defensive end in the SEC. Uh, he was he was hurt earlier, but I I don't think that's the major factor there. I think he's a guy that needs a year. And before we get to the Andrew Paul thing, like. He'll never say it out loud, but Sean, I think there's got to be a little something to drink with thinking, look, best case scenario here, like we just flip everything around and go to seven and five and we get like the Music City Bowl, right? So is it worth playing a guy like Travion Ford or, you know, Dalen Carnell or even Tyler Macon, whoever you want to throw out there in five games? in spending an entire year when they're not going to be the difference in playing in the Music City Bowl and not playing in the Music City Bowl. I, I He'll never say it out loud, but I've got to think that's a consideration for coaches. Yeah, I think especially at this point, you know, considering where you are and, and how much you're kind of struggling on defense, um, you know, yeah, just I'd say uh, don't burn any red shirts. You don't need to burn, you know, and, and uh, you know, get those guys ready for next year, you know, and – you, you, you mentioned Travion Ford. It's like I said, with the exception of Makai Wingo, I mean, look, it's really hard for a true freshman to come in and, and can participate on the offensive line, defensive line, or anywhere up front on both sides of the ball. So uh, the fact that he's not, he's only got 14 snaps on the year, that's, that shouldn't bother anybody. I know he was a highly rated kid, but look, playing defensive line in the SEC, that's a whole nother animal. So you got to, you know, you got to prepare mightily for that. And uh, having a redshirt year definitely does everybody a lot of good in that situation. Yeah. Um, and then, Andrew Paul, I mean, do you have any any real sense for where Missouri's at with him? 
I mean, I think they'll get a visit because uh, I really think, um, you know, his recruiting process was kind of one of those where it's been relatively quiet um, since the summer. And, you know, during the summer, he had like, I think he got like, a, I think he had like a Colorado offer, but I mean, I, he visited some G5 schools like Texas State, maybe SMU, but um, hasn't really like popped off in, in terms of just heavily recruiting process and visiting other schools. So, uh, right now, Missouri seems to be uh, kind of in the driver's seat if they really want him. I don't know where they stand with DeAnthony Gadsden. I guess we'll right. figure that out. I know you know you mentioned on the on the chamber that the December uh, official visit for him is a possibility. I think I think they'll bring Paul in too. I mean, you know, Missouri's the first school to offer him since the summer, and it's a probably his best Power Five option right now. So I don't know if any more schools will jump in the mix for him. I, that's to be determined, but. Uh, we'll find out, but I think they'll definitely get a visit out of him if they really want him. Okay, uh, depressed Mizzou fan, hopefully feeling a little bit better after a win last weekend. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> the greatest win, but it was a win. Um, how many more D linemen do you see Mizzou taking in the 2022 class? I mean, I was going through numbers last week, Sean. I <clears throat> I still think it's probably at least two or three. Yeah, I think we've talked about this maybe the last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe another high school kid and then a couple yeah. of transfers. Uh, that's kind of where we're leaning, I believe, unless you change your mind, Gabe. But, no. yeah, I think uh, I think another high school ca- high school prospect and then a couple of transfers is probably on their wish list, I would say, uh, in, in terms of the alignment. I mean, I know they've offered quite a few, but, um, you know, you have to offer quite a few to grab – one or two, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but yeah, I think they're definitely going to be searching the transfer portal and, and, and grab trying to see what, uh, what the availabilities are. And you look, that thing is going to, that transfer portal is going to pop off a lot here in the next four weeks after seasons are complete. So, and, um, and then it's going to happen again after spring football and maybe right. even again in the summer. Like when we say transfer portal, people got to understand this isn't just December 10th, right? This is, right. this is December 10th through may june you know i mean this thing gonna go a little bit rosters are not going to be set and recruiting classes are not going to be set until the middle of summer yeah i mean look i mean missouri kept adding kids throughout the whole summer you know up until the beginning of the season so um yeah it's a it's an all-year thing and uh you know that's what makes the uh (laughs) That's what makes the transfer portal fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it gives us yeah, something I to mean, talk about. Yeah, I mean, look at our board. I mean, every transfer that hits the portal now. I mean, the questions come up. Hey, look, mm-hmm. this is a guy Missouri could use right now. I wonder if they're going to go after him. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- there I it mean, is. they've never recruited him. He's never shown any <laughs> interest in Missouri. Missouri may not even know who he is, but definitely need to sign him um kyle wants to know is there any news on deshaun brown i think he visited a couple weeks ago sean you're gonna have to help me out with this one i remember the name i know nothing about it yeah dn at oklahoma uh yeah i've tried to reach out to him i've got nothing in return same with uh deon walker as well um I, you know i think we we think Missouri's in, in that race pretty good. I don't know about Deshaun Brown, though. I need to do a little bit more research on him, see if he's talked to anybody recently. He has not talked to me, though. I have tried <laughs> to reach out on multiple occasions. Yeah. Uh, same with Deion Walker, too. And, you know, look, hey, you know, kids get tired of talking to people like me. So, yep. you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I try a couple times and then I just say, okay, well, maybe mm-hmm. I'll try again in a couple weeks. And, you know. It is what it is. Grownups get tired of talking to people like me. I think Eli Drinkwitz was relatively tired of talking to me by about 1220 today. 
Well, you kept uh, you asked him like twelve times who the starting quarterback's going to be, right? I mean, I tried to find other ways to to kind of phrase it, but more or less, yes, he was was not interested in telling me. Yeah, um, I even asked him which uniforms are best. He didn't even want to answer that one. Uh, oh well that's a tough one right there it is uh back to the magic man wants to know even though i like chad bailey is mizzou looking at any linebackers in the 2022 class so they have xavier simmons committed um chuck hicks is eligible this year he's obviously not going to play much this year um but is a guy that i think you have to look at hopefully factoring in the mix next year i think that's going to be another transfer portal thing like because what people need to understand, especially at a place like Missouri. Now, this might not be as true if you're at Georgia or Alabama and you're recruiting like the cream of the crop in the country. But especially at Missouri, you are largely not recruiting kids for immediate fixes next year out of high school. The The mm. reality is most high school kids aren't going to come in and be ready to like fix an issue on your team in, in their first season. So... um. The biggest thing for this staff at linebacker is not going to necessarily be who they sign in 2022. It's how good are Damian Wilson and Zach Lovett next year? Because I think in an ideal world, one of those guys is starting next to Chad Bailey next year, and the other one is is a primary backup. And then, hey, you go, if you can find a guy in the portal who displaces one of those guys and starts, great, but then you put Simmons in there too, and hey, maybe you've got, you know, by 2023, maybe you've got four or five linebackers that can finally see the field. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's trending more towards that way in terms of transfer portal. We saw, we saw them like kind of bring in a couple of linebackers or like offer some uh, linebackers that were committed elsewhere, like right before the season started, like Kyle Efford comes to mind, who's committed to Georgia Tech. You know, I don't think he's going to come in for a visit. It doesn't seem like. Um, I know they were looking at Duncan Parham, another Oklahoma kid. They brought in for a workout. And I think they were going to kind of see what his film looked like his senior year. I haven't seen him offer the kid or anything like that, or, you know, like get a little bit more involved with him in terms of just anything after that July visit. So, yeah, it seems to be trending towards uh, transfer portal. And you look, you, you bring up a great point, Gabe. Are those two guys going to give you an immediate impact next year? No, they're not. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you know this, Sean. I bring up a lot of great points. It's, it's one yeah, of the things yeah. I really do. I'm just trying to make you feel better after that press conference today where you didn't get your answer. So. No, I'm, I'm good, man. I Because when you go in knowing you're not going to get an answer, it's hardly disappointing when oh. you don't get an answer, right? Oh, okay. Well, enough sympathy for me then. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, I appreciate you guys coming with a few questions. And I, look, I mean, what are there? We got four games left in the regular season. Only, what, I guess two of them are home games? Is that right? Maybe believe so yeah uh, yeah south carolina guessing. and florida i think are both at home i can't remember mm -hmm. um you'd think i would know but they might have i mean they'll have some unofficial visitors i'm not sure that they'll really bring in official visitors i mean uh, unless a kid just says look i can't do it in december i can only do it on these weekends then they'll do that but the truth is well. bringing a kid into missouri in november when like, hey, maybe it's going to be 55 and Sunday, sunny, but maybe it's also going to be 25 and gray and really crappy out against South Carolina or Florida for a game that's going to draw, you know, 44,000 people. I, they'd much rather have them in on either December 4th or December 11th uh, when they have those two mm -hmm. official visit weekends. 
Yeah, I think you see a lot of teams that aren't like upper echelon teams really lean that way, you know. And, and I mean, look, if you're going to bring in a kid for an official visit in November, then you that probably means they're a pretty good priority because, you know, maybe they don't have or maybe they have other officials scheduled already. But, yeah, a lot of teams are really going to sway that way. And plus, you know, really, you bring, uh, bring up good points again, Gabe. Uh, uh, but I'm on a roll today, also, man. It's a good day for me. It also, uh, you know, you bring in a kid for an official visit during a game day, you know, environment, and you have to kind of worry about that all weekend. Kind of takes away from your game day prep and kind of focusing on the game. And look, yep. Missouri is trying to win some games, man. They're trying to get some momentum. They're trying to, you know, win, get some kind of momentum toward the end of the season to really show recruits like, hey, we're making a step in the right direction here. Yep. Yep. We got one more question uh, from from Cam. Uh, how do you guys generally know who is or is not offered? Is it mainly the tweet? Sean, I don't know about you. I just make it up. Like, I'm just like, oh, this kid looks like a kid who be cool to recruit. I'm going to say he has an offer. I don't know about you. Um, really it's kind of a feel, you know, maybe a kid tweets it out and maybe it's legit. Maybe it's not, but, uh, I think you can get a pretty good sense of if it's legit or not, if they actually mention the coach's name <laughs> and then they talk about specific conversations they've had with the coach. Now, sometimes it may be a situation where, Hey, he just reached out to me today and I just talked to him on the phone, you know, but if they talk to him on the phone, if they mention phone conversations, they've been, te you know, texting back and forth, then that's kind of a surefire way to kind of understand that it's a, an actual offer. And then, you know, sometimes you know, hey, look, kids get offers, and then they might talk to the coaching staff for a month, and then it might disappear. You know, the communication right. disappears. So. I I also really look at like if a kid tweets out an offer, I always click on his profile and find out like who's following him from Missouri. Like if right. Eli Drinkwitz or a position coach is following him, that's probably a legit offer. If yeah. it's somebody in the recruiting office and none of the assistants are following him maybe that's possible but i also do want to say that the one the one thing media is allowed to do we are allowed to reach out to a coaching staff and say are you recruiting kid x or have you offered kid x that is the one thing a coach is allowed to answer from a media member now like you can't reach out to him and say hey who are the safeties you have offered but you can say, hey, have you offered this safety name, you know, Brad Jones out of Ottumwa, Iowa? I don't think that's a real person, by the way. And they can say yes or no. So there, there are ways to kind of figure out what's legit and, and what's not legit. Yeah, checking the likes is good. I like how you also said Brad Jones from – you pick like – I don't know if that's a legit person. I mean, there's a lot of people named Brad Jones, Gabe. So there's <laughs> a chance there is a Brad Jones from Ottumwa, Iowa? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, uh, I might go <laughs> through yeah, the phone book this afternoon. But yeah, uh, checking the likes is big, you know, because you know, like I said, if if coaches are, are liking the kids' tweet about the offer of said school, then that's a that's a good t uh, telltale sign. So yeah, so um, I don't know. I feel like we've we've kind of covered it. Um, you know, it, again, probably be a couple little bit slower weeks, and then this will really pick up kind of after Thanksgiving. Um, but I don't know, Sean, anything you want to talk to us about recruiting otherwise, yeah. you know, uh, no, I can't think of anything else besides <laughs> recruiting that would interest anybody uh, on this program right now. But yeah, I, um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to really kind of the next couple of weeks, I think we're going to kind of figure out, uh, you know, who's going to come in for official visits in December. I think that's going to start getting some, a little bit of clarity. We'll start adding some names to those lists. 
and um, you know, and then we'll get a little bit more clear picture who the real targets are and and who is out there and who's inter- really interested in Missouri as opposed to who's not. So right, all right, Sean. Well, we'll let you run, man. Uh, got stuff to do. So do I. So we will talk to you another time. All right, adios. All right, appreciate it, Sean Williams, taking some time to join us on this Tuesday as he does every Tuesday. Just like Brandon Barnes, every Tuesday is the presenter of this show. Well, I guess actually I'm the presenter. He's the sponsor. Uh, but Brandon certainly has made what we do here a little more um, easy for us to do, I, I guess. So thanks to him. And you can check him out once again at USA Mortgage. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, at USA Mortgage is the company. But the website is showmemortgage.com. You can go there. Brandon is going to give you the best rates he can get you. He's going to absolutely be there to answer any question you have, help you through every step of whether you're buying a new house, whether you're refinancing, you know, any, anything that you need to do. Brandon can take care of you all over the state of Missouri. He is in Columbia. Um, but even if you're not in Columbia, if you just say, hey, you know, I'd I'd like to really give my business to somebody that that helps out this show I watch and somebody that played football for the school I like. So uh, why not give your first uh, first look to Brandon Barnes at USA Mortgage? You can get a hold of him at 573-818-2772 or 573-590-0001. Appreciate you guys uh, joining us for another week. Uh, I got some more stuff to uh, get to from Eli Drinkwitz's press conference this afternoon. Mitchell Forty going to join me tomorrow for the 573 report right here about 24 hours from now. We'll do it a little after 3 o'clock tomorrow. So hope you join us then. Before you leave here, give us a like, uh, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on the podcast, which will be posted momentarily, uh, leave a nice review, say nice things about us. We always like people to say nice things about us. Maybe we'll even say something nice about you on the next show. So, Thanks for uh, hanging out, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.